Today is a very special day. Today, the church gives us permission to celebrate the Feast of the Holy Rosary, which is October 7th. Okay, that's not till Wednesday. But this is such an important feast that the church says that we can celebrate it with great solemnity on Sunday. Right there alone should wake you up, should make you wonder what is so important about this feast that the church transferred to a Sunday, which is the highest. Every Sunday we celebrate Easter, my friends. But today the church says we don't have to do this, but they encourage us. The month of October has always been known as a month, um, the month that we give special devotion to Our Lady in May and in October. And this is something that is awesome, that Our Lady deserves our praises. She deserves our devotion after our Lord himself. There is no one that God created that is as holy as the Blessed Virgin Mary. St. Bonaventure tells us that her holiness far succeeds all the angels and all the saints combined together. We see in the first reading today from the Book of Wisdom, this reading pertains, the church is telling us, we're speaking, the Holy Spirit speaking about his spouse here, the Blessed Virgin. He says, now therefore, ye children, hear me. Take the cotton out of your ears, all right? Hear me. Blessed are they that keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. Blessed is the man that heareth me and that watch daily at my gates and waits at the post of my doors. He that shall find me shall find life and shall have salvation in the Lord. This is the Blessed Virgin. Refuse not her request. The Holy Spirit's warning us. If we want salvation, we must have devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary. There is no salvation without her. God could have saved the world in any way. He chose. But he chose to save the world through his mother who was predestined from all eternity. And therefore, there is no better way. Because if there was, God would have chosen. And so he chooses to crush the head of the serpent who wants to destroy you and your family and take you to hell. It is her fiat that overturns the disobedience of Eve and crushes the serpent's head. Her and her seed. Her and her seed. Who's her seed? Of course, it's Christ, the Son of God. But also those of us who are baptized in the one true Catholic Church, which there is no salvation outside of. We that make up the mystical body of Christ, united to Christ, we too are part of her seed. And so when our Lord was present in his mother's womb, we were there in a spiritual way, not physically. And so devotion to Our Lady is not an option. I can't drill that into you enough. Anybody that tells you they don't love the Blessed Mother, and I'm shocked how many Catholics say, well, I can't pray that rosary. 
Well, you know what, buddy? If that's true, you have a demon on you. He may not be in you, but he's around you. Because anyone who doesn't love Our Lady, who doesn't have devotion to her, does not love God. Our Lord said, uh, St. Louis de Montfort says, If you do not have Mary for your mother, you cannot have God for your father. If you do not have Mary for your mother, you cannot have Jesus for your brother. And this is important. This is what's missing today in the church, my friends. Devotion to the Virgin Mary. And it's because of that that many souls are going to hell. Because Cardinal Newman said this, The reason why so many people do not know Jesus is because they do not know his mother. In order to know Jesus, you must know the mother. She's a great sign from Isaiah 7.14. The virgin shall be with child. That's how you'll know. That's the sign. And so you cannot love Jesus without loving his mother. It's impossible. And so it's important. The church has always told us, that we must have devotion. And we have not only veneration for Our Lady, but it's called hyperdulia. That's beyond, above and above, beyond the venerations that we have for the saints. Because she deserves it. She is truly the mother of God. The church tells us that the Blessed Virgin Mary is the mediatrix of all graces. That means that all the graces that our Lord merited on the cross for us, he gives to his mother. As you see, when the angel came to Our Lady, he didn't say, Hail Mary. He said, Hail, full of grace. Because that's truly who she is. She is full of grace. All the graces that Eve lost for our children, our Lord gives to his mother to give to whom she wants, when she wants, and as much as she wants. She is the key to salvation, whether you like it or not. No one, once again, gets to heaven without the Blessed Virgin. The Fathers of the Church tell us, once again, that Jesus Christ is the head of the mystical body. We who are baptized in this church are, make up the body of Christ. But what connects the body to the head, my friends? The neck. And that's why the Blessed Virgin is known as the nexus. The fathers of the church tell us she is what connects us to Christ. Without her, there is no hope. We'd all be shut out of heaven for eternity if the Blessed Virgin didn't give her fiat. And so, why am I talking about it? Because this is important that we have this devotion to the rosary. And so our lady is truly our mother. And like a loving mother, she wants the best for us. And her main goal is to get us to heaven if we will only cooperate. If we will only listen to her counsels, as it says in the Book of Wisdom, if we do, we will make it. And if you don't, shame on you. You will lose your soul. You're not getting to heaven without her. I'm going to keep drilling that into you. And so Our Lady comes eight, over 800 years ago to St. Dominic. And she gave St. Dominic the Holy Rosary, the joyful, the sorrowful, and the glorious mysteries. She gave the rosary. Why? Because the world grown, has grown cold, St. Francis says. When the world grown cold, there was no love. Our Lord raised up some great saints. We celebrate his feast today, St. Francis and St. Dominic. And they both had great missions in the church. 
St. Francis, our Lord, told him directly from the cross, Rebuild my church, Francis. Rebuild it. And St. Dominic, our lady, gave the rosary. Why? Because there was a great heresy, the Albigensian heresy that sprung off from Manichaeans. And nothing could stop it. No matter how great preachers they were, no matter how much penance, it was growing stronger and stronger and stronger. And Our Lady said, here, Dominic, I'm giving you this tool, and you better use it. And from this day on, I don't want you to preach on anything but the rosary. I don't want you to preach on anything but the rosary. And from that day, that great man was so filled with humility. He was a great theologian. And he was humble. He listened to the counsels of Our Lady. Do you listen to Our Lady? Some of us say, oh, it's too simple. Pray the rosary. Come on, I have, I have better things to do. But St. Dominic not only prayed the rosary, he preached it for the rest of his life. And because of that, the Albigensian heresy was crushed. Today, my friends, we need to listen to Our Lady. The rosary is not an optional devotion. I'm telling you that. It's not optional today. In order to save your soul today in this wicked world and in this church that is in total chaos, you need to exercise heroic virtue. You're not going to do without the Blessed Virgin and you will not do without devotion to the rosary. You won't. You won't do it. And so this is going to be a long sermon today. And what I want to read to you is a great encyclical by Pope Leo XIII written on September 22nd, 1891, over 100 years ago, 120 years ago. This Pope, this great Pope, when he speaks, he speaks with clarity. There's no, you know, double meanings to his word. He calls a spade a spade like he should. And the church speaks very clearly through the Vicar of Christ. This Pope wrote 17 encyclicals on the rosary. Is that another clue? Should that tip you off a little? Seventeen encyclicals! I think he's trying to tell us that we better listen to the Blessed Virgin. If he took the time out to write seventeen encyclicals inspired by God, how come you can't take the time to not only read those encyclicals, maybe you didn't know about it, but now you do. And you can go on EWTN's website, go to the document libraries, type in rosary on the search, and you'll get tons of stuff where you'll find all Pope Leo's encyclicals. So I'm going to start reading from here and commenting. This encyclical, he says, was written to our venerable brethren, the patriarchs, the primates, archbishops, bishops, and other ordinaries having grace and communion with the apostolic see. Not those outside the church, only in the church. You know what he's doing? He's telling all the generals under him, you are the leaders, you are the generals, you are the one that the devil will attack more than anyone. You must lead your people, lead them to the truth, and lay down your life for them. Shed your blood for your loved ones. Shed your blood for your sheep. And so he starts. He says, at the coming of the month of October, dedicated and consecrated as it is to the Blessed Virgin of the Rosary. We recall with satisfaction the instant exhortation which is preceding years 
We address to you, venerable brethren, desiring, as we did, that the faithful, urged by your authority and by your seal, should redouble their piety towards the august mother of God, the mighty helper of Christians. Redouble, he said. Redouble. And I'm telling you today, redouble, you better a hundred times over we need it today. And he says, and that these Christians should pray to her throughout the month, invoking her by that most holy rite of the rosary, which the church, especially in the passage of difficult times, has ever used for the accomplishment of all desires. You hear what the Pope's telling us? That especially in times of difficulty, the church always turns to the rosary for all her desires. There's no powerful weapon more than this outside of the Mass. And that's why he's telling us this. He goes on. He says, this year, once again, do we publish our wishes. Once again, do we encourage you by the same exhortations. We are persuaded to this in love for the church, whose suffering, far from mitigating, increase daily and in gravity. Hear what he just said? He says, once again, we are persuaded to this in love for the church whose sufferings far from mitigating increase daily in number and gravity. Why are we so shocked, my friends, when we see that we are at war now? Why are we shocked when we see the crisis in the church? The Pope is telling us that every day till the end of the world, the church is going to grow in persecutions, in sufferings. He's preparing us. He says, universal and well-known are the evils we deplore. He makes it clear, evil, the evils we deplore. War made upon the sacred dogmas which the church holds and transmits. What would he say today when we got heretics coming from the Vatican even? Cardinals telling us Jews don't have to be baptized to save their soul. False ecumenism for the last 40 years telling us about how all religions are equal. What would he say today? Sacred dogmas, right, which the church holds in trend. Derision cast upon the integrity of that Christian morality which she has in keeping. Enmity declared with the imprudence of audacity. And with criminal malice against every, against the very Christ, as though the divine work of redemption itself were to be destroyed from its foundation. That work which indeed no adverse power shall ever utterly abolish or destroy. He goes on. No new events are these in the career of the church militant. Jesus foretold them to his disciples that she may teach men the truth and may guide them to eternal salvation. She must enter upon a daily war, and throughout the course of ages she has fought even to martyr them, rejoicing and glorifying herself in nothing more than an occasion of signing her cause with a founder's blood, the sure and certain pledge of victory whereof she holds the promise. He's telling us that we are in daily war. It's not that you're going to get a break tomorrow or the next day. Every day. If I put you on the front line of a war right now in Iraq and I tell you, you know, and you're going to sit there and act like there's no war going on, throw your weapons down, what's going to happen to you? You're going to get killed. 
the enemy is going to overcome you. How many people don't realize in the church today that they are on the front line, the battle line. They are putting down their guards and letting the enemy just come right in. And he says that we, the church, even to the point of martyrdom, that the church rejoices in martyrdom, that the greatest gift God can give you is that you will shed your blood for him and his church. How many here have the desire to lay down their life for Holy Mother Church? How many are willing to do this for their loved ones, for people they don't know? It's missing today. He says, nevertheless, we must not conceal the profound sadness and with which this necessity of constant war afflicts the righteous. Of course it's sad that we're in daily war. But this is a pilgrimage, and we have to go through this to earn our heaven, my friends. It's sad, but it's true. You know, sometimes you wish things that are happening in your life. You say, I wish this was just a dream, and it's going to go away. How many people here live in denial? And they don't want to face their enemy. They don't want to call evil, evil, and say, everything's fine. It's not fine. Wake up. Protect your little ones. So he goes on. It is indeed a great cause of sorrow that so many should be deterred and led astray by error and enmity to God. That so many should be indifferent to all forms of religion and should finally become estranged from the faith. That so many Catholics should be such in name only and should pay to religion no honor or worship. You know, it's like he's living today. How many people, all religions are equal once again. How many people is going down the merry road to hell? It's a shame. How many people are Catholic, nominal Catholics, in name only, that don't live the faith? Talk is cheap. We have to live it. We have to walk it. So the Pope goes on, and still sadder and more beset with anxieties grows the soul of the, at the thought a fruitful source of most manifold evils existing in the organization of states that allow no place to the church and that oppose the championship of holy virtues. This is truly a terrible manifestation of the just vengeance of God. You hear what the Pope just said? The worst state is those states, those governments, that don't allow place for God and his true church. That is our country, my friends. That is the wicked president that we have, who is a socialist, communist, Marxist, who wants to take you and your children to hell. This country is losing its freedom. This country no longer honors God. This country does not put God in God we trust. What hypocrites. This country is turning, turning more and more away from God. Every day, my friends, we're getting farther and farther from God. Today, we see where we are. God is mocked. The church is mocked. What is going on? It's sad. But he says that this is a manifestation of the just vengeance of God. This man wants to shove this socialized medicine 
on this country. And if that happens, socialism will take over totally, my friends. Are you fighting it? Are you praying a rosary to stop this? Are you praying that the Pope will consecrate Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary and listen to the Virgin Mary who commanded it? And it has not been fulfilled, my friends. Because if it has, Russia would have been converted and we would have a reign of peace. Wake up. This is devastating. Totally devastating. The vengeance of God is coming upon this country now and he is going to punish us for millions of babies being slaughtered in their mother's womb. This is part of the punishment, he says, where governments take over, push God out. That's happening here. Why should you have good health reform of care? when babies are being slaughtered in those hospitals. When these millions of babies are being killed, why should any of us have good health care when we kill the defenseless, the innocent? And we're guilty too because we don't do enough, starting with myself, to end abortion. And this is where I'm going with this whole thing because the answer is the rosary. The answer is the rosary. So the Pope goes on. I'm only on the second paragraph. I could keep you here for a month. So he goes on. This is truly a terrible manifestation of the just vengeance of God, who allows blindness of soul to darken upon the nations that forsake him. Forsake him. See that? Who allow blindness of soul to darken upon the nations that forsake him. If our nation doesn't come out of this through prayers, penance, and sacrifice, we will continue to fall into darkness and his wrath is going to be poured upon us for those innocent. This new health farm rebuild funds abortion. It funds euthanasia. If you're 50 years and older, you'll never get serviced in the hospital. They're going to put you out in the pasture, give you a shot, say, go, go have a nice death. It's an evil country. The system is so corrupt. Only Our Lady could change it. Only Our Lady, only in cooperation with Our Lady with the Rosary can we overcome this. These are evils that cry aloud, that cry of themselves with a daily increase in voice. It is absolutely necessary, the Pope says, that the Catholic voice should also call to God with unwary instance, without ceasing. Okay? That the faithful should pray, pray not only in in their own homes, but in public, gathered together under this sacred roof, and they should beseech urgently the all-foreseen God to deliver the church from evil men and to bring back the troubled nations to good sense and reason, to the light and love of Christ. I read this to you so that you could get the message, and it's much worse than what I just read to you. If he was alive today, I could imagine the encyclical he would write. And it's horrible. And we have to pray. He's saying not only in the house, but publicly. Look at the homosexuals in this country and all these liberals that hate God. They make their voice heard. You know why? Because they love their master more than you love yours. They're willing to die for Satan to promote his errors. Are you willing to die for Christ so you could save souls? It's not enough just to have action. Catholic action without prayer is useless. Today, I hope all of you go to this life 
march for life here and witness. But don't go there with big smiles on your face. It drives me crazy. I don't even go to the march no more down in Washington because it makes me sick because it's like a big party. We're down there, why? Because millions of babies have been slaughtered. Everybody's laughing, holding hands, like a big party. People get up, everybody, what are you clapping for? Babies are being murdered. Because we're darkened, as the Pope said. We're being punished by God. Even the faithful out there don't get it. So when you go to the abortion clinics, my friend, don't be out there. It's not a time for socializing. It's a time for mourning to put on sackcloth and ashes and beg God to forgive us and to turn this country around. We need the rosary. Our Lady promised us at Fatima, if you pray the rosary, you'll end wars and famines. And it did. Why are we not listening to her voice now? It could not only end the wars in this world, it could not only convert even an evil man like Obama, but it could also end the wars in your family. It could also end, conquer your passions. Because if you do the rosary, and I challenge you, so many people say, well, Father, I don't have time. I don't want to hear it. You don't have 15 minutes a day to give to the Lord. There's 24 hours in a day. Figure out 15 minutes. He's not saying, give me an hour. He's saying 15 minutes, Our Lady said. And I tell you, I challenge families all the time. Pray the rosary. Give it three months. But you have to pray as a family. There's more power when you pray together. And there will be conversions and miracles in your family. I could tell you story and story and story of families that get it. And I'll tell you one. Just recently, I've been working with a family for 16 years. Always getting divorced. Every day they're getting divorced, the mother and father. Every, the kids are going astray. The, it's, it's unbelievable. And I keep on telling them, pray the rosary. Pray the rosary. Well, they don't want to pray. I said, I don't care. Tied them down, strapped them down. Pray the rosary. And guess what? They finally listened. And for three months that they've been praying the rosary every day, guess what? There's no more divorce. I don't even get phone calls. And when I do, they're happy. Their son who was heading down a bad road, who was filled with rage, he doesn't have the rage no more. And it's like his mystery. How what's, how this happen? It's the rosary. What is why? What is this power in the rosary? It's humility, and that's what we need. We we we're Americans, especially, and men. We like to fix things. We we think we're in control. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, dummies, you're not in control. All right, so stop it and give God His due, and listen to the Blessed Virgin. Pray the rosary. It's a humble prayer. It's a scriptural prayer. The Our Father is given to us from our Lord himself. Okay? And the Hail Mary from the angel. It's inspired by the Holy Spirit. So when you pray those words, those are living words of God. The words of scripture are sharper than a two-edged sword. And every time we enter into the mysteries of the rosary, we enter into the economy of salvation, where we meditate upon redemption. How wicked man is and how merciful God is. How he comes down, humbles himself, and takes flesh. Everything you need is in the rosary. Every virtue that you need to acquire is in the rosary. If you're filled with anger and rage, pray the sorrowful mysteries. You see, our Lord, turn the other cheek. You need humility. Pray the rosary. 
When you're too attached to this world, pray to glorious mysteries, focus on what's above. And so I can't encourage you. The more you pray the rosary, you'll enter deeper into the mystery. St. Louis the Moffat says, many people can become great saints if they just pray the rosary. They don't because they don't pray the rosary correct. Number one, he says they pray too fast. Number two, they don't meditate upon the mysteries. And number three, they don't pray for the virtues they need. So those are the tips, my friend, and I don't want to hear it. You better start praying the rosary, all of you, one by one. And if you do, your home will be converted, this parish will be converted, and believe me, it needs conversion, okay? This church will be converted, and the reign of peace. And please, join in with Bishop Filet from the Society of Pius X, who has this rosary uh, crusade going on so that the Pope will consecrate Russia to the Immaculate Heart. And if you think that's nonsense, I challenge you to read a book that just came out, written by an Italian journalist who's a liberal. And he wanted to prove that all these psychos like myself who go around preaching that the consecration hasn't been done, he was going to prove us wrong. And so this man, he was good friends with Cardinal Bertone and so forth. And guess what happened? As he started doing the research, he was outraged, and he comes up with even more evidence. It's overwhelming. It's never been done, my friends. The Pope has it as a power to consecrate Russia with all the bishops in union, and Russia will then be converted, and there will be a reign of peace. If he does this, this can end everything. Let us pray for this. I'm begging you. Let us pray today to St. Francis with great devotion to Our Lady. He was totally dedicated to the Mother of God. St. Bonaventure tells us that the order was founded at the request of the Blessed Virgin. And it was founded at the Portiuncula, which means it's the, our, queen of, our Lady Queen of the Angels. And St. Francis had this vision one day. His, there was two ladders going up to heaven, and his friars were all climbing up this one ladder on the left. And some of them were getting all the way up pretty high, but none, very few would get into heaven. They kept falling. They climbed higher. They kept falling. And all of a sudden, he hears his name, Francis. And he looks up the ladder on the right. And at the top of the ladder was the Blessed Virgin Mary. And she said, Francis, send your friars up this way, and they will get in. And every friar that listened to St. Francis and went up the ladder of the Blessed Virgin they all not only went up, they got straight in, and they went in. My friends, let us be on that latitude. Let us listen to the great saints. Let us consecrate ourselves to the Blessed Virgin. Let us pray that rosary with devotion. Not just pray, enter into the mystery, and you will become a saint. I'm telling you, this is what's needed. This is the only thing right now that could stop the world on the disaster that we're headed. This is the only thing that converted church. When we just hear of a bishop in Nova Scotia that was getting off a plane and they locked him up now because he had child pornography on his computer. What kind of days are we living in? A shepherd of the church. Pray for his poor soul. Pray the rosary for his conversion. Pray, pray, pray. Mother knows best, I tell everyone. Let us pray the rosary. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit.